Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. I'm Nick DiGiovanni. This podcast has made $250,000. That's actually probably the closest guess we've had. That was good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. So the real answer is $187,311 exactly. I was close. Yeah. Oh, and also one more thing I want to ask for everyone who's watching this. Apparently, we're not asking enough for you guys to subscribe. So if you guys mm-hmm. enjoy these episodes, we only post once a week right now. So just subscribe. You're not going to miss the next episode. It would mean so much to us yeah. and Nick. It would. I said that before we started. Yeah. It's actually my main sort of concern coming in that everyone liked the video. <laughs> it's a really good guess. Relatively yeah. close. I'll take that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for driving all the way to Las Vegas. You were in traffic for quite some time because uh, some people were getting arrested off I the side of the freeway in Barstow. three or four people got arrested on the side of the road. Three or four way. people in the same incident, though, yeah. right? Yeah, one car, just all against the, the <laughs> ground. Holy bunch cow. of cops, yeah. It was bad. I don't know what they did, but... <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. What a trip! I always, yeah, I hate to say I, I'm always the one who stops. I like do to you stop. really? Yeah, I do. You're a rubber, and make traffic. You're rubber neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you Macy, serious? Macy hates it, but I'm just curious. Like, if I'm sitting in traffic for an hour, so nosy, I want to know. Man. I just want to know. <laughs> what am I waiting an hour for? I just, yeah, they're just going through it, and they don't want people going and looking at them while they're being embarrassed. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's not. How can you not bad, look yeah. in a way? But yeah, yeah you do look. I'm not one to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on. Jack, do you want to give an intro here? Sure. So this is Nick DiGiovanni, everyone. You have just under 20 million followers across all platforms. You were the youngest finalist ever on MasterChef. You got mm-hmm. third place on season 10. You're on Forbes 30 under 30. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you. You're also a Harvard graduate. I am somehow. That's crazy. Somehow. Welcome yeah. to the Ice Coffee Hour. This Thanks is amazing. Thanks for having me. I'm, I, it's great to be here. I love the table. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool table. It is a cool Jeez. table. Well, that's so cool. I had no, I, I didn't know the Harvard bit. Yeah, yeah. I was going the traditional route. Wow. I was just, I, uh, I was studying environmental science there, just something I was interested in. I, did, I got there not even knowing what I wanted to do. Um, wait, wait. We got to talk about how did you even get into Harvard? How does how does that happen? That's a really fair question. <laughs> Even I don't know. No, I, I I did not do well in school up until high school. Okay. Um, I repeated freshman year in high school, and it helped a lot. It was the best thing I think I ever did. I just think I needed that extra year of, you know, I need to be a little bit more mature, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think it helped a ton. I was just developmentally, I feel like I was a little yeah. bit behind. Were you young for your grade? Like, you know, sometimes there's Before, that cut off yeah. where it's like, you know, you could yeah. be the grade... Before, or you could start now and like be the youngest in your class. Were you, was that I think I was you? a bit on the young end. Okay. Yeah. And I think it helped a lot. And then suddenly I started working harder. I started just liking school more, doing better. And then I did really well in high school. So got into Harvard. How well? Um, how well? How well? Like what, 4.0, 4.1? I mean, yeah, pr- pretty close. I think, yeah. it, you know, I, I graduated cum laude, if that's oh, how wow. you can say it. Yeah. Um, from, from really good high school. And, and, and I just ended up, you know, I, I don't think I got any B's. I, th- I did really yeah. well. Um, Were you into school or how did you, how did you do so well? I'm, and I'm what makes curious. you go yeah. from being a know. bad student, like you said, yeah. not my, my words, but like a bad student into just like an incredible student in one year? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like, I think I just started liking school more. Huh. I, I, I like the structure of school and, and that kind of stuff. Most people don't like school. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I might is, even go back to business school in September. You're an anomaly. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I bought my cooking studio to film the videos every, you know, that I do every day. 
three minutes away from where I may go to grad school. So I've kind of planned it all around that. I'm not sure if I will now. Okay. It's weird. I like school. I like the structure of it. I I like learning. Okay. Did you have extracurriculars in high school too? Because I'm curious, because not very few people like, what's the acceptance rate to Harvard? Isn't it like, it's under like 5%, Slow. right? Yeah. Like really, Slow. really low. Like last year it was two point. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. what did you have to do in high school to get into Harvard? Like, was it a, a good letter you wrote? Was it an SAT score? Was it marks? Was it extracurriculars? I'm just... I think it's the wow factor. That's what I always say. Yeah. I would say, if you want to get into a good school now, I mean, or top, you know, a school that has a, a crazy low acceptance rate, like you have to have that wow factor. Um, at the very least, you have to have something that makes them want to take you into the the uh, the room for an interview. That's the hard thing to get now, right? Is an interview in right. the first place because there's so many kids. And I think m- part of my wow factor was um, was just the whole thing with food because I was already starting to work in restaurants and I loved I loved cooking and I love food and I feel like I mean at least not many guys are into that sort of thing. Um, at least not in middle school and high school. I remember get got made yeah. fun of if I ever really talked about liking to cook in middle school. Um, it becomes maybe more socially acceptable in high school for, for a dude to love cooking. Yeah. But, but I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like I, I had enough, hopefully enough of that wow factor to get the interview. And then it just kind of went from there. So it worked out. Um, what happened in the interview? Did you just cook up like a mean burger no. and like? <laughs> That's the craziest part. Like, I remember my Harvard yeah. interview. I went in. I was all prepared. I had all the questions ready. They yeah. asked you for a joke. I had a joke ready. Wait, they ask you for a joke? No. So so oh. so, so <laughs> I was like, I, "What's the joke?" <laughs> I I looked at every site getting ready for you know an interview, and I was told like, "Have a joke ready because they might ask you that. You can't tell what? the inappropriate jokes that are the most of the ones that I know, right?" <laughs> and so, and so I had a joke ready. I had I had everything ready. And then for 45 minutes, we just talked about my job at this restaurant because it happened to be the admissions officer's favorite restaurant. Can we hear the joke? Yeah, well, I think we're getting to it. What no, joke did you prepare? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about that. Oh, the Harvard joke? Oh, man. I think it was I think it was one that my dad used to tell. It might have been um, if you're American when you walk into the room and you're American when you walk out of the room, bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? American, European. Pretty good joke, right? I was safe bet. Wow, that's, that's a good one. That's because you're, you're, you know, you're right on the border of like, eh, you know, my pushing. Like yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. Good. That admissions would request a joke from you. Yeah, well, I want to lighten the mood. Yeah, I don't know, but I just remember, I, I, part of it was for sure. I mean, a little lucky that she just loved this restaurant. But it was my first restaurant job, and she was like, when I said it, I remember her just saying, that's my husband. My husband and I drive there. You know, It's a 45-minute hour drive from, from Harvard, and they had driven there all the time for dinner. So I was like, this is perfect. And we just talked about it the whole, the whole meal. I was like, don't go on a Tuesday because the ingredients won't be fresh that day. It's when they get all the new shipments in. It's like going on a Wednesday through Saturday, whatever. Gave her all the tips. She loved it. It was that. At that restaurant, did you have like a – cook position or were you like a management position no i mean i knew my place i i i i was sort of the bottom of the totem pole restaurants are like that right Mm -hmm. where you have that chef you have the hierarchy a little bit Mm -hmm. it's a fancy restaurant it was a nice restaurant it Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily yeah it was a nice restaurant um and i would grab them the broom and sweep the floor if i ever didn't know what to do just so i wasn't in the way and i was actually helping and then they would let me do stuff once in a while and um 
and I, I I was just learning a ton. But again, I was sort of an apprentice, I guess. I was I was in the kitchen though, and they let me sort of do more as they trusted me more. You know. Yeah. Was Harvard your number one choice for schools? Well, this is a totally kind of separate side of yeah. my whole story. But I I grew up in Rhode Island, and um and everyone there, uh, it's all in the water. Rhode Island, if mm-hmm. you've ever been, it's 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 all in the water, and so. I played a bunch of different sports. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I have, ironically, my dad is a foot foot doctor, and I have the worst feet and ankles ever, really flat feet. Mm-hmm. So I had I to stop playing too. all those sports. Yeah, it's the yeah. worst, right? And I had to st- and mine get really painful. I can't, I can't walk or run for longer than, I don't know, half an hour without it starting to really get painful now. Mm-hmm. And so I, my dad told me, that I should sort of be careful and stop playing all these running sports, that kind of stuff. And so I, I stopped doing that and I, and I sailed, which is what a lot of people from Rhode Island do. Again, it's all in the water and just mm-hmm. everybody does that, whether it's for, you know, athletic purposes or for fun, everyone sails. So I did that and that helped too. So I was, I was pretty Got good it. at that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does Harvard have a sailing team? I feel like yeah. they, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I was recruited there too. Got it. Which okay. helped. Yeah. Yes. Helped a lot for sure. Did you see yeah. that that thing about the admission scandal? I did. Yeah, and 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 they had like the pictures of the boats and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh my god, people are gonna think I'm part of that. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, it basically parents were paying the the coaches yeah to bribe their way in to say like, hey, we're recruiting these people for let's say the row team. Yeah, like the crew team, and they yeah. take pictures of their son or daughter right. crew in a swimming pool. And Photoshop it. Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Oh, Jack, you have to see it. What's it's it called? Mind blowing. I forget. No, but you know what's the craziest yeah, yeah. part? So I had interviewed with the coach at Stanford, <laughs> who's the main guy in that whole thing. He's in wow. that movie. Yeah. His name's John. And I interviewed with them. I talked to Stanford. And so so and I actually knew some of the kids on that team. So I mean he's the main yeah. guy. So people that, that had movie. never sailed before. Correct. Ever. Sailed or rowing or water polo. They would just take a picture with a water polo cap on and a ball in their hand and and the parents would send it to the coach there was some guy that ran the whole operation yeah, wow. now, yeah. apparently the kids were yeah. not aware of this the parents would just do this yeah. behind the kids back and they're no would, yeah how would the kids not be aware of that getting recruited to be on a water polo team and never <laughs> having played in your life well no, no no they'd go to the school and they never play water polo the kids probably didn't even know half the time. Yes, the kids weren't aware they, of this. They just say, "Go meet with this person. Say you're interested in this, and they'll get you in." The kids might have yeah. known. I'm sure. Yeah, the kids. I mean, you when have they to... got to school, they didn't do one water. Polo right, right, right. That was it. Yeah, not crazy. They were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, if, it's a big business. If you're at that point, why are you? I just don't understand. Why would you pay instead of just bragging. giving the money to your kids? Yeah, do you think I it's just like that. to be amongst yeah. your friends? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, Little Johnny's in yeah. Stanford this yes. year. You think it's yes? That? Because when you have that sort of like success and money, yeah. and everyone else has that, what else can you brag about? It's your kid going to Harvard, Stanford, and Ivy League. Yeah. Getting in. Because mm, yeah. guess what? Stacy down the street, their daughter went to Cal State Northridge. <laughs> Stacy <laughs> paid her daughter to go there. Yeah. So, you know, th- that's what I think. It, I think it's so stupid. Kind of crazy. But, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would rather just take the money, frankly. Yeah. But, I agree. But no, so so that helped yeah. too. So I had a nice sort of. Okay. Um, it's a good I, foundation. Know, I ran yeah. the community service program in my high school. I was super into that stuff. I um, I, I was on the sailing team. I was the captain. I, I And I did really well with that. And then I, I had the good academics. So that stuff together, I think. Wow. Yeah, and how did you do in Harvard? I imagine that just success continued. 
So I did well, but funnily enough, I left Harvard senior year for three and a half months for MasterChef. And I still graduated that year, so I did not get delayed wow. at all by that. Um, but they gave me some bad grades with that. So I was actually 0. .02 away from graduating with high honors there with the same cum laude at Harvard because oh, of MasterChef. But it was worth does it. Does that bother you at all that you didn't get? Yeah, it I does. I mean, 0. .02. Come on. <laughs> well, did they not? Did you not talk to the teacher and say, hey, just bump this up? I mean, come on, I mean, right? Just say, come on. I mean, I think they gave me pretty fair grades for the fact that I was gone that long. But, you know, I got a, I got enough. I got enough. I got a couple C, C pluses oh, type no. things. Yeah, I yeah. got a couple Bs, B minuses. I mean, I was gone. I wasn't even in class. So, what? but I did get yeah. an A, solid A at a class at Harvard. And I never once showed up to the lecture hall. That's kind of a nice, like, What brag. class was that? I don't remember the name, but it okay. was one of those general education classes. Okay. Did you take tests kids. online or something? Or? Yeah, the, the, the homework and the problem sets were all online. And so I, I, I was proud of that. Wow. wow. It's pretty cool. And to get on MasterChef, was there like an application process or why you specifically? How did you get on the show? Yeah. Uh, the audition was five minutes from Harvard. So I just made a ravioli and I showed up. And then, I don't know, a couple months later, we had interviews and other stuff after that. A couple months later, I was catching a flight to LA and then I stayed for three and a half months. So I could have been sent home at any time if I got kicked off, mm -hmm. but I. You know, I went all the way to the yeah. end and, and where did there. Where did the love for cooking start? You mentioned like middle school you're into cooking. Was it like a yeah. parent that was into this and you kind of picked up from that? Was it a good restaurant you went to? My family for sure is a good, you know, that's a good way people get into really anything. Um, and so we had, I had a nice, I have a nice kind of well-rounded family background. We have, I, have, I had a Persian grandfather. I had um, Italian grandparents, Italian great-grandparents people from Germany, the UK. I mean, my aunt is Indian pretty much everywhere, which is pretty cool. Mm. And so in that sense, you're having different family gatherings throughout the year, your food from everywhere. And so that's one good way, right? That I picked up different things from food in, in, in that front. And then, and then, I don't know, I, maybe it was a thing where I just liked eating good food. And so to know how to make it myself was a lot nicer than, I mean, even for a kid making a killer grilled cheese, and most kids can't do it. Um, but if you can learn how to do it, you can make yourself a grilled cheese whenever you want. You know, it's, it's kind of simple to think about. But I mean, who doesn't want grilled cheese or chicken nuggets or something like that? I still have chicken nuggets every day, basically. Mm. So it's like <laughs> every day. I think I do. Yeah. Do you make them yourself? No, I just put them in the air dino fryer. nuggets. Or <laughs> That's what I imagine. Oh, most of the time. Yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. good, though, huh? I love nuggets. Yeah. And I, I, I get creative with the sauces. I'll mix together some barbecue sauce, some honey, some ketchup, some mayo. It's you know? funny. As a kid, yeah. I thought it was so clever. I mixed ketchup and mustard together mm -hmm. and I called it uh, Ketchstered. And I thought it was like invented this I like thing. Ketchstered? Yeah. <laughs> it's not an appetizing name. Yeah, the name is not. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, mm. I thought it was so cool that I'd make this like orange sauce that, yeah. was, that was mine. No, I like that. Yeah. So, like what was your what was the first thing you started cooking? Was it grilled cheese? No, I think it was desserts because I had a huge sweet tooth as a kid. And in funny, funny enough, I never order desserts anymore. I don't like desserts. I like candy and stuff. I have a bit of a sweet tooth still. I'm not a big dessert guy, but that's what I started off making. It was a lot of um, the first thing I ever remember making was a lemon meringue pie, which is kind of a hard thing to make actually. Right. But but I, I I was really clever. I couldn't ask my mom for candy. I couldn't ask her for sweets, but I could ask her to get me all the ingredients for making a baked good that I would share with the family. 
So I would eat sugar just out of the bag after I'd give her these ingredient lists. Mm -hmm. I would just eat it out of the, the cupboard. Um, and then I would use it to make the recipe, but I would just eat the sugar. It was actually pretty clever. Um, and so I think, you know, I got in the baking, baking side of things and I started helping at big family gatherings, Christmas, at, you know, the holidays. And, and after that, um, it just kind of kept spinning into something I did more and more. So tell us about this ravioli that you made for top, for the top chef for, yeah, for, um, so it was a shrimp and chive. I think it was a shrimp and chive ravioli and, um, it was good. It was, it was fine. The, the, the auditions are weird. You show up with a ton of people mm -hmm. and there's some, there's some characters there. I mean, you see a big line of people. I showed up early. Mm -hmm. There's a line of a couple hundred people by, you know, 10 minutes after they open up. It's at, they're always at hotels. And um, and you bring a dish, and then you have a couple minutes to assemble it, and then they come around and taste it. Obviously, you know Gordon Ramsay's not there, yeah, but his producers are, and he has his culinary team there, and all this stuff. But kind of chaos. But it was good. It was just a little. I just figured I'd make some pasta, and um, and then my audition dish was a little bit more creative. It was a it was a ravioli, ravioli again, um, which of course is Italian, mm -hmm. and then it, it had a, a Persian filling. So I feel like I'm. I mostly identify with being sort of Persian Italian. That's the two sides that I feel like I took most culinary inspiration from. So it was the perfect combo. I'm wondering if 200 plus people are making dishes for these taste testers. Wouldn't you think they get really full and like by the end, they're like the food stops tasting so good because like yeah. is that an issue or they? Do they oh, have I like mean, there's thousands of people at the at each each call, each open call. So and they have to taste all that food. So. I'm sure they take tiny bites of it. They have a lot of people. They ever spit it out like after? I <laughs> sure they, they do. Pull. Yeah, okay. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because some of the stuff is also kind of nasty. You know, huh. I mean, you wouldn't want to eat all that stuff. No. I mean, you don't know where it's coming from. It's I was about to say this in people's houses. People brought their yeah, own food? Oh, yeah. No, people are. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine they bake that with it's, it's like old it's ingredients. Disgusting. Oh, so you, you made it at your house and then you bring yeah, it there. It's a little yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But. Wow. That's how it works. I don't know if it's still like that. Maybe after COVID, it's not like that anymore. It would be my guess. That's incredible. I'd be worried yeah. that like some somebody could like put something in there. That, yeah, no, know. seriously. It's a little sketchy. Yeah. And how much do they consider the big picture instead of just the food itself? Like they see you, you know, you're a tall, attractive guy. Like, you know, he'll look like good on camera, kid, yeah. you know? How much do they consider that instead of just the dish itself, do you think? It's a good question. I feel like all those reality shows, they just, you know... Who knows really what the formula is, right? But but at the end of the day, you have to expect they're probably looking for a college kid in there somewhere. Yeah. Right? And so um so as long as I feel like you can hit the basic criteria of okay, he can he can cook enough to, to be on the show, he's got the he can he can hold a conversation or he can be good for TV, whatever, then I feel like you can get fast the first round. But then there's a lot of stuff. There's I mean, I feel like they do background checks and there's like all sorts of evaluations and it's just a while. I remember the process was months and months. Yeah. I was doing it while I was just doing my regular school stuff. And then, you know, every couple of weeks I'd get an email update. It's like, you got to show up at this place or have a phone call, whatever. And then there'd be quiet. And then, you know, eventually there's, 
that they said, okay, you're going to fly out. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Ladder. I don't have a wife or a fiance or a girlfriend, but if I did, I would want to help protect them from any huge financial burden if something bad were to ever happen. And with term coverage being so affordable, it really doesn't make sense not to. A healthy 35-year-old man can get his family a million dollars in coverage for only $35 a month. You can get Ladder's easy-to-apply-for and affordable life insurance coverage from the comfort of your own home in just a few minutes. Just sign up from your phone or laptop and Ladder's smart algorithms will let you know instantly if you're approved. There are no hidden fees and you can cancel anytime you want. And if you change your mind within the first 30 days, you can get a full refund. Life insurance only gets pricier as you age, so now is the perfect time to cross it off your list. So check out ladderlife.com slash iced coffee today to get your free quote. That's ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, life.com slash iced coffee. Ladderlife.com slash iced coffee. Thank you so much, Ladder, and back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. Were you already doing TikTok at the time Mm-mm. of MasterChef? So TikTok came after MasterChef? Yeah, I didn't even know what TikTok was, actually. I had no idea. I joined wow. TikTok kind of early on during the first big COVID wave mm-hmm. and lockdown. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even know what it was. I never even heard of it. And did your did you tell your family and friends about the Master Chef thing, or did they? You're not allowed to. Technically, you're not supposed to really tell anybody. Is the rules right? So of course you can tell your fan, your yeah, immediate yeah. family, but you're not supposed to tell anybody else. Ironically, I didn't even tell any of my teachers at school. I just left. It's kind of a weird thing to do, but I just left. And but you don't get any technology or anything like that there, so it's kind of difficult. Well, you don't get technology. No, you just get you get a phone call every a couple minutes for a phone call like every Sunday, but that's it. Yeah, one and phone call like, every Sunday. I think I, wow. That's all public info. I think. Yeah. Wait, like, I don't understand. So you fly to L.A. Yeah. Do they lock you up in some? Yeah, you're in a hotel. Yeah. And you can't leave. I think this is pretty common for for you know reality, reality shows. shows yeah. It's like you are closed I, off from the world. Yeah. And you can't leave. I mean, not they unless mean, someone's with you. Once in a while, we took like a little trip up the road to get something but no you're your hotel yeah do they feed you you have your own room and everything was yeah. it a luxurious experience or was What's it like it? i mean it's a perfectly Wait, nice so hotel, do you have yeah. you, don't, do you have internet i mean no well no you don't have a phone you don't have <laughs> well, I don't understand you why can't, bring why a can't you and like check emails and no. stuff like that no. No, no no you can't do anything like that why can't it's so you? easy for someone to go ahead and just give spoilers or get paid by oh, someone i guess so yeah right but you would think that they would just monitor your internet activity Maybe well, not, you know, maybe, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it would just be so hard. Yeah. It starts with 80 people or something. Yeah, okay. Right? And yeah. did you, were you able to talk with the other people or would you? Yeah, like, you could talk and stuff. So you could go and like knock on your neighbor's you know, no. hotel? Well, no, because you didn't have your own room key, so you can't really leave your like what? room. Yeah. It's kinda, that sounds like imprisonment. No, it's, it's not a part bad. of the show, Jack. Yeah. No, because you're not yeah. in the hotel that much. You're, at the, you're on the set. Oh, okay. The whole day, like 5 a.m. till night. So, wow. Yeah. It's a long day every day. You are going to home and you're going to bed. You're tired. Wow. Yeah. And when you eat, Crazy. they provide you food or do you cook in your kitchen and practice? No, and stuff no, like they that? provide you food. You don't get yeah. any practice. And how do they know throughout the rounds that you're not just like microwaving tattooed chef and bringing that to them? And they're like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> oh, between the yeah. when you're cooking? Yeah. Is, um, there, is there, before they select you, is there something where they have you cook the food in front of them? Oh, before you get there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's okay. there's a lot of layers to get to the final, okay. to the first day. Yeah. yeah. How was it to go three months without, like, a connection to the outside world? Would Super you, nice. Would you read a lot? How would you spend your time? I mean, I I 
I pretty much mean it when I say we were on set and filming and, and doing all that stuff. And then the second you got home, you're so tired that you were out for I mean, three months though. Yeah, it was really nice. And and waking up at waking up at four or four thirty, I felt really wow. good. You could go work out, you do that stuff. And and waking up at four or four thirty, it doesn't. It's not bad after a while. It's nice and quiet in the morning. You're used to it. Were you the only one getting up that early, or was everyone? Everybody kind of, had everyone, to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody had to because the bus would leave at five or something. So wow. or six or whatever it was each day. It changed a little bit, but it was nice. It was actually really nice. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I'm assuming you know <laughs> once you got third place or whatever, you got out. You went back to real life. Did you like check your Instagram and all of a sudden your Instagram? It's crazy. Yeah. Really? And like you, you, yeah. maybe you got recognized or something or, you know, a classmate no. saw you. My assumption is that all of this is filmed in advance and then they, oh, then they start doing it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But tell us about your first day there. Yeah. Uh, Master Chef? Yeah. Like, what do they have you do? Well, the first day, the first day was, the first day was, uh, just meeting all the judges and I, and I think just, uh, a lot of people's families were out there mm-hmm. and, um, and you know they're just getting you all excited and all that stuff and and then after that it was just a blur i mean people would get eliminated you'd say bye it was it was sad if you were really good friends with the mm-hmm. people and and then um and then it just whipped all the way through and then for the end we got to go to london with with gordon mm-hmm. uh which was really fun we flew to london with the top four or six people which was great that was crazy and then um yeah and then suddenly like sort of like you said just snap my fingers i was back in my dorm at campus what, what was it like Crazy. meeting gordon ramsay what was the first experience meeting him he is really nice i i only ever have good things to say yeah. about him i really do i'm not just saying that um he's really nice he is intense and passionate and but he's really nice he is um just a sort of a normal goofy dude when you actually meet him and talk to him yeah but again it's so much of it is just a blur. And then did he ever yell at you? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah what did he say? Was it scary? There was one day that I was actually, I don't know if scared is the right word, but yeah. he stopped everything to yell at me. Um, what he actually what was it stopped for? the filming and the yeah. clocks. And Are yelled. you serious? <laughs> wait, wait. So the cameras yeah. were off. I think, I think I just caught, maybe caught him at the wrong time or something. And I didn't hear him because I was really in the zone. It yeah. was towards the end. And, and all of a sudden I just hear like some swearing and yelling and he's looking at me and I get really embarrassed. Like my face will like flush red sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very shy. I'm kind of, you know, and I sort of froze and he basically was just sort of, he was just upset. He, he, he had wanted everyone's attention or something to, to something had gone wrong. He wanted to tell everyone and brief everyone. And I just didn't hear, I was just yeah. cooking. I was running around yeah. and then he just snapped at me. So that was pretty scary because so he, he stopped everything. He snapped at you because you weren't like paying attention to. Yeah, his... it wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. He wasn't being mean. Why, it was just why would he stop the cameras for that? You would think that that's like something went wrong or something. I don't know, like that never happened. So he they does always... have a little bit of a temper sometimes, but it's just passion. He's definitely intense. Yeah, I mean, you you don't want to mess with him. Yeah. But <laughs> but how much of that is for the camera? Because I would imagine it's like if cameras weren't rolling, he'd be like so nice, and then as soon as no, the cameras yeah. on. Did this taste like I can't yeah. do that. I'm not even gonna try it. <laughs> it's a good accent. It's yeah. hard. To, no, he was very playful and and, yeah. and seriously kind of silly when the cameras are off, uh, from what I remember. And and also, I, I still remember a day where we, it was really cold. It was really cold out. We were doing some shoot at a castle, and I, I was freezing because the I was wearing some like collared shirt and nothing else, and everyone else had jackets on, and they dress you. So like you know, I didn't get the shoes I was wearing, and then. 
And then I remember he ran up behind me with a jacket and like kind of like bear hugged me with a jacket mm-hmm. or something like that. He's like, he, he yelled at someone for the fact that I was like so cold and shivering. He's like, why is Nick wearing this? And then he mm-hmm. ran up behind me himself mm-hmm. and I was like, boom. So he was just a goofy, like, okay. like he was a goofy guy. He was, he was, he was cool. And now like, since you've blown up and everything, you're doing collabs and stuff with him. How does that feel? Like, well, hold on, Jack. We're skipping. You're skipping. It doesn't us. have to go skipping. chronological, it does. It does. does it? I want to know what it was like, what your what your first thoughts were when you got eliminated at, at being third. Oh, my first thoughts? Yeah. What What do you think you could have done better? What led to that? And uh, what was like the first react? Because to get third, I mean, there's got to be a point in you where you're like, I have a chance at winning this. Yeah, I mean, of course. At the end, you're trying to sort of figure out, it's like, where do I stand? You're always trying to look at the judges and see what's on their faces. It was scary. And we had a lot of friends and family there. We get to fly our whole family and a bunch of our, I had a bunch of my best friends from college, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff out there watching live mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but I just remember sort of, I, I kept my cool. I was, I might be, have been in a little bit of shock too. Cause mm-hmm. it was just sort of a, you know, it's, it's a, it's even just, I felt bad that I had a, a, my friends and family fly all the way out for like this finale. And yeah. then I got last in the finale. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I got third, but there's only three people competing in this whole big thing at the end. So I, I don't know. That was my first thing. I was like, I feel so bad. Everyone's here to watch me. And then I just, I just didn't, I lost, but you know, it was, it was, um, it was all good and all, it all worked out for the best. So yeah, I wasn't too, I wasn't yeah. too upset. How many job offers you get after that? I don't even know. I mean, for anyone in that position, you get a, just a, an influx of messages, whether it's from people that you know really well, you know, people that you don't really know that well, but that have your contact and just want to say congratulations or reach out. And then there's just the whole, you know, I, I was getting tons of stuff on even LinkedIn and all this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, I feel like I got a lot of random stuff, like the job offers to go to some, go to some island in the Bahamas and run the food program for a hotel or something mm. like night probably decent job offers yeah but, but uh yeah and in- interestingly enough um right out of college i was i was supposed to accept a full-time job at mcdonald's corporate and which is which is i was basically going to be an undercover food inspector speaking of chicken no. nuggets, would have got me chicken nuggets every day multiple times a day wait i'm curious how much do they pay because it seems like to for be McDonald's? like yeah a harvard graduate like Minimum, you got to be making like 120k a year, like right no, off the gate. No, I don't no? think so. No, 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 no. I mean, it, it's you'd be surprised even how many kids out of Harvard that just didn't have a job even really? when they graduated. Yeah, yeah. Is that because their expectations are ho- or their standards are high for their jobs? Because I feel like it's like any part, maybe a little yeah. bit, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, I, no, I. I mean, of course, everyone thinks of Harvard as this, you know, it's like the pinnacle of of, of schools or whatever, yeah. but doesn't i mean it doesn't really matter where you go if you have some sort of passion and you and you do well in college and whatever um so so yeah i knew i mean i you'd be really surprised how many kids come out of harvard with no job wow yeah so how much do undercover food inspectors make i think the whole i mean if i had to guess the whole deal is probably around six figures like 100k okay. but it, that that but that that would be including yeah. like a car and all this different yeah. stuff um, what what made you accept that offer? Be like, that's the offer I want to take. I f- I don't know. M- m- I I mean, chicken nuggets. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like I wanted to do something with food and wanted to do something with business, and that was a, you know I got to talk to the franchise 
franchise owners, right? The franchise and 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 I think the the people that own you know McDonald's locations they often own let's say fifteen or ten, right? So these are serious business people yeah. who have a huge operation going on, and they want to know how to make their franchisees better. So my job would have been to go undercover, inspect outside, inside, inspect the food, the people, how nice they are to me, whatever, and then and then at the end of the month or you know however long periods in between i forget report back to the franchise owners and talk to them about how how everything was and so it's actually a really cool job and i was going to go to long beach california and i was going to make my own schedule a little bit i just mm-hmm. had a quota each month i think yeah. i was going to surf i was going to you know hang out so it's not a nine to five though is mm-hmm. it like you just go whenever you want no it was a really cool job i was actually really excited for it and i kept in touch with the recruiter for a while because i was like i'm really sorry but i have this you know i did a tv show things are all over the place right now so i was keeping very transparent with her about the situation and then eventually i was like she was like can we really she asked can we release the spot and i said yeah so so when you say there's a quota is it like you have to visit 50 mcdonald's in this quarter and it's up to you when you visit them. Do you, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what do you do? You just go in. I'm sure you have a checklist of items. You like, check the bathroom, exactly. order this, see the quality. Exactly. And then, okay. Yeah, that's it. And, and who hired you? Was it McDonald's or was yeah. it the franchise owners? No, McDonald's. Yeah. So you, it would be in this section of McDonald's. Though. Yeah. You wouldn't be in, leaving this like region of McDonald's. It was the first time they were ever doing this program. Wow. Which was really cool. 20,000 kids applied supposedly for 20 spots. No. Super hard to get position. Harder to get into than Harvard maybe. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is funny. But so no, really great job. <clears throat> uh super nice people at the company. That's why I picked it cuz I looked at some others. Uh and and I liked the people at McDonald's a lot. I really really liked them all. And so, you know, didn't work out, but maybe maybe someday how would they not recognize you though, the employees, if you're continuing to like frequent the exact same, you know, fifteen or so McDonald's? I well, I don't know. I think your checklist was pretty big. You'd kind okay. of venture out a little yeah. bit. Not only that, but you think you think the employees remember someone who comes <clears throat> yeah. in once every five months? Eh, probably gotta stay undercover too. Yeah. Maybe word gets out that you're the guy, you like know. You wear glasses and a mustache. No. I think even the TV show would make you less likely to be suspected because they're like, he wouldn't be under, like, look Mm. at him. He Mm. wouldn't be, take this job. Yeah. (laughs) What are you trying to say about that job? I'm just saying it's like, (laughs) he's he's third on on Master Chef. You you know, I don't know. He's coming in eating a hamburger. It's not not like for any other purpose besides like eating a burger. Did you need like uh, to prove to them that you have a refined palate or something for that position? No, no. I'm, it's no. not about that. I'm sure it's like, did there, they put lettuce on this? Are there three pickles yeah. on this? Is, is it the hot? bathroom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is the bathroom clean? <laughs> is the yeah. outside trash area Got neat? It. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, is the seating area cleaned? Yeah. Was, I know McDonald's yeah. is really stringent for their franchise owners, and the franchise owners, I think, because I looked into this a long time ago because I wanted to open up a franchise briefly, not a McDonald's, just a franchise in general. McDonald's was one of the toughest ones to get. Yeah. Uh, no, it was actually Chick-fil-A was the toughest one. Yeah. And then McDonald's. Yeah. But yeah, the McDonald's ones on average, I think each owner owns, the average owner is like three to four McDonald's. Yeah. And you have to keep a million dollars liquid cash per business just to weather whatever, you know, volatility they have in wow. terms of like, you know, sales and whatnot. It's crazy. But yeah. But and, and, and I think for McDonald's, they require some sort of prior restaurant or business ownership experience of another franchise. So I don't think you could just... Be a franchise owner for McDonald's. I think you have to 
operate something else first before you do McDonald's. Because you got to think, if you go to one McDonald's, you kind of assume it's the same as all of them. Right, right. So one bad owner is like, I, I don't like McDonald's anymore. It affects all of them. It's crazy. They're strict. Yeah. Mm. Didn't work out. Yeah. And the reason why it didn't work out is because you started doing TikToks and stuff like that. And then that whole well, business. Well, I started just getting different opportunities for MasterChef. And then, you know, and then TikTok came a little yeah. bit later, but I just. What were some of the opportunities? That started popping up. Yeah. They weren't they weren't big, um, nothing nothing was big. But you know, I did a I did a collab with some protein bar type company, made, made a new bar with them. It did really well. Whatever, um, you know, the the Master Chef story can only carry you for so long, though. You know, yeah. So TikTok kind of came in after that. What were the first videos that you were making on TikTok? Um, the first ones were actually just of uh, weirdly of my hamster, and we were feeding my hamster stuff, which is a little strange. Did you make the food? Yeah. You did. It was like luxury. I'd make, like, make the hamster, you know, a beautiful mini plate of pancakes. We bought all this mini doll no silverware. Way. Yeah, kind of fun. And they That's actually cool. were doing well. They yeah. were getting a couple million views or something wow. like that. And which is kind of insane, right? Yeah. For watching a hamster eat. And I still have a few up on my TikTok just for old time's sake. They're back down there, you know? That's fun. So, kind of fun. And then how did that evolve though? I don't know. I, I, I've 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 said this a few times. Uh, the first video that 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 did well on TikTok that really made me click. And after that day, I filmed every single day, the whole day, just for, you know, I pretty much still film every day now. So um, hasn't really stopped. I guess now that I think about it, but it was a, a cacao pod video. It was chocolate, and I made a chocolate bar from a cacao pod. People were freaking out. It looks all alien like, and you know, and so I made that, and I think people just. Had never seen that before. Everyone likes chocolate, but no one knew where the where the the chocolate came from in the first place. Because I mean, most people you don't even stop yeah. to think about that. You just make some more, and you don't think about it. But so that that did really well. And then I just dove into making crazy videos and and showing people new crazy things. And you know, so that was the first food one I made. I don't know why I made it, but I did. And then it had about almost two million views in like an hour. And I was like, what is going on? And so after that, I, you know, I took TikTok really seriously. Do you think that your MasterChef presence helped out with your TikTok growth at all? Or do you think they were unrelated? Maybe at the start. I mean, people people at the start may have recognized me. But again, I mean, what, 3 million people, I think, watch an episode, each episode of MasterChef. So in the big picture of things, it's not a crazy amount when I'm getting almost that many views on mm -hmm. these videos to begin with, right? So you grow out of that pretty quickly and then um and then i just had to figure out what my kind of what my narrative was going to be and what about tiktok like did you study different growth strategies how you can properly time and structure each video would you like talk with other creators to get ideas on how to grow or did you just kind of do it on your own and figure out what was best for you i'm i'm super i'm super collaborative in that sense so i talked to a lot of creators and but but i i did spend a lot of time on my own trying to figure it out i even one of my good friends and I built out a computer program that we could input all these different sort of things. So if I was going to make a video on making a nice coffee, I could put in the different things of the, so like, did I spank any food in this video? The answer would be no for this one, right? Did I do this? No. Um, is it over 15 seconds? Yes. And we could put it all out. And before I posted the video, we actually started getting a pretty good sense of how the video is going to do so that helped me learn a lot too actually um we 
we just built out this whole thing where we could kind of plug in, you know, plug in different things. And that actually helped to, to learn a lot about, okay, this works well, this doesn't work well, they should be kind of this length. Mm-hmm. Um, so that worked first. And then after that, I just, you know, to know TikTok, well, I think you you have to use it a lot. So I was using it a lot. I now don't have TikTok or Instagram on my phone anymore. I deleted those because I was spending too much time. And I was like, all right, I got I to gotta get rid of them. Or I'm just going to keep going on them until one of them. Wait the a second. Okay, so you deleted TikTok. Yeah. Um, how many followers do you have on TikTok? About eight and a half million. And you deleted TikTok. Yeah. Just, do you post on TikTok anymore? We post, I mean, a couple times a week, but I oh, but you deleted your personal account, like on my browsing. Phone. It's not on my phone. So you send no, it to someone, or do you have like a yeah, work phone or something? Yeah, we have a work phone. Um, someone posts from there, but but I just was spending too much time. Yeah, I find it so interesting how bad TikTok is for your mind. I've started going onto those videos, and now it's funny. It's like how bad it is for your mind, and then meanwhile, I'm like, I'm going down this YouTube rabbit hole of how bad TikTok is for you. People are spending all of their time on TikTok, while I'm spending even more time on YouTube. Exactly. But no, no. But I, I do think at least YouTube. I feel like I'm learning something on YouTube, where I go into it and I'm like, I come out of it better. I learned something new today. I, I expanded my mind a little bit. But every time I'm on TikTok, it feels like. My brain just like kind of <clears throat> shrinks a little bit. <laughs> I, you know? I, I feel like, and yeah. when you start to see just the differences between what locations show like what on TikTok and how, like I hate to say it, like how dumb, yeah, TikTok is here, but it's like the the most mindless videos that are addictive to watch, and it's incredible how fast time goes when you're on TikTok, and just that that it, it's it's that that swiping motion that keeps you that keeps you there. Uh, and that, that burst of just like, here's 15 seconds, 15 yeah. seconds, what's next, what's that? It reminds me, and it's been compared to uh, the same uh, the same transmitters in your brain as if you're gambling at a slot machine. Just, it's just jip, 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 jip. It's that reward system. It's, it's insane. And it's like, I'm curious what that's going to do to like a child's mind who's growing. Yeah. Who's probably between the ages of like 6 and 18. Who's like still developing, but they spend two hours a day on TikTok. What is their attention span going to be like? I mean, it's just, I think it's, it's bad. not good. It's not good. <clears throat> I mean, people's attention spans are getting so low. In yeah. fact, that, that we've started, um, I, I've started clipping together all the clips in my video and then uh, trimming them a little bit shorter than they normally would so that I'm almost maybe cutting myself off mm-hmm. in, from an audio standpoint. And then we'll extend the audio clips over each other yeah. so that we're, and, and that's just to, I mean, that's crazy that you nah. that, that actually changes things that yeah. much. I've watched your recent videos, and I've seen just how fast. It's like every few seconds, change, 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 oh, change. it's not a few seconds, man. It's like split seconds. Yeah, it is. Less yeah. yeah. But like you'll say like, hey, guys, what, well, you know, whatever. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And then like there's another angle or like. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, I've watched my, even my own TikTok evolve over time to keep up with how fast paced everything is. And yeah, it's just kind of how it is now. And you gotta just either you have someone's attention or you don't. It's gone, and they're gone. Yeah. Part crazy. of me wonders if it's because there's so many more people right now creating content that to keep you on the platform longer, they have to show you the best of the best of the best. And because there's so many people mm-hmm. feeding into that, it's just it's optimized for just whatever gets your attention the fastest for the longest. Yeah, it's becoming very oversaturated. That's why I'm working really hard right now, and I'm if I can still keep getting decently performing videos, right? If if 
then then I might as well keep pushing on it. Um, even though I'm really not taking any days off from filming, but you know, when it slows down a little, I'll, I'll take a breather. Yeah. That's my, that's my, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I have a very similar uh, philosophy on things. Oh no. That's good to hear. Isn't it? It's really nice to hear that. (laughs) We we always have a a disagreement. We have some people on the podcast who are very much like work all the time, but then we get just as many people on there who are like, no, you don't need to do that. Outsource it. Delegate. Outsource. Are you an outsource? Are you an outsource mindset kind of guy? I, I look, here's the thing. People think it's just black and white. Okay. It's a spectrum. I would say I lean more on the side of outsourcing things that you don't need to do yourself. And Graham is very much so he does everything himself. Yeah. So I can't outsource the, you know, I can't have some guy stand in for the videos, you know? So at the end of the day, it's like, I know I'm going to have to keep filming if I want to keep putting them out at such a high frequency. When Mm -hmm. do you start making YouTube videos? Um, only, only about a year ago, probably. Are you, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I, Wait, really, I grew, we grew really quickly on YouTube. Yeah. But I think some of that, or a lot of that is to do with your shorts Definitely. that you've been posting on YouTube. And we had months where we grew 700,000 yep. subs in one month, which yep. is just insane. Yeah. Because you have a few videos, the shorts that are like 40 million views, 30 yeah. million views. Yeah. It's crazy. So you have to think on 30 million views, you're probably getting about 300,000 subscribers, probably 100 to 500,000 subscribers, depending on the video. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I know the exact number. Yeah. Actually. What, what is the exact, do you know? These on are? my 45 million view video, we've gained 187,000 subscribers, okay. yeah. which is yeah, almost 200 K. So yeah. you're, you're right on the sweet spot, um, which is crazy. Insane from one video. Gosh, yeah. And how That's have you nuts. been able to properly monetize all of your different like audiences on all these different platforms? What have you found to be the best, the worst, and also the crossover from TikTok to YouTube? Did you notice that there was crossover, or did you have to grow a completely separate audience yeah. on YouTube? What Jack is trying to ask is how much money do you make from this platform? You could have just saw. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> no, but I, sure. Yeah, you can answer that. I think, um, interestingly enough, I think. I think if anyone were to ask me the question of what's kind of the most important platform I have, I would say TikTok, mm. but I have made virtually no money on TikTok. In fact, I would almost push to say that I've lost money on TikTok. Just, you know, I buy one Parmesan cheese wheel and there goes three grand, okay. right? So this is a video that Macy sent me uh, a few months ago. Uh, this is before we even connected. She said, look at this. It's a cheese wheel. It's all this money. It's a good investment to buy cheese. Could, could you explain this really quick? She's right. Yeah. If you were to buy that wheel and you break it up into smaller pieces, you'd be very surprised. You that'll last you years. That'll last you yeah. many years, right? Um, if it's just you know, let's say two people, it's a lot of cheese. But but uh, there is something special about cracking into a, a palm wheel. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I think I did it for the first time. Did it for the first time. Cracked my first palm wheel. Um, <laughs> what was that like? Uh, did I think you I'd... use protection <laughs> goggles in case uh... you are using some sharp knives? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think I did it for the first time uh, a little over a year ago when I was trying to continue just having the the that wow factor in the videos, and it was a great way to do some you know something like that because uh, it was a great way to get that wow factor because yeah. everyone loves. Everyone loves cheese wheel pasta, and so I just figured I'll, I'll, I'll do it on TikTok. And yeah. You know. So why is TikTok the most important, even though it makes you the no money? Or I just think it's money, such yeah. a powerful platform. Mm-hmm. The way that the algorithm works, the way that, frankly, the way that I feel like I understand it, um, you can reach so many people so fast, and. You know, you can't post it. You can't post it. You know, you, you know better than anyone. You can't post a video on YouTube and have 
have a couple million views in an hour. There's just no way. I mean, that 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 would be that's that's basically impossible on on YouTube. At least it is now, yeah. as far as I know. But TikTok, you can do it. TikTok is is you can reach so many people so fast. But again, I think if if you really boil down the hours, I'm probably working for less than ten dollars an hour on TikTok. Mm. It's crazy, right? So. No, but, but, but aren't we talking like brand deals and stuff like that too? Oh, like once in a while, but the, really? the brands are still learning TikTok. What? At least I feel, yeah. For you, I've only done a small number of brand deals. Yeah, do Bang Energy. Everyone's doing Bang Energy. <laughs> bang energy. You make a pasta wheel. <laughs> bang Energy. <laughs> Imagine that, just like this really nice dish, and you have like a just wine glass, bang. and you just pour Bang Energy into it. <laughs> I see that everywhere. Dude, that would be a great ad, though. You know it. For real, like, imagine you're serving, like, this really nice lobster dinner with, like, caviar. Like, <laughs> just douse it in bang energy. Yeah. It's That'd like a romantic funny. dinner I with your girlfriend it. of, like, I yeah. propose it. Yeah. Bang energy chicken wings. Anything. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. I think that would be funny. It would be funny. I, I, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. I like that. <laughs> or, you, like, you incorporate bang energy. Like, you know, sometimes they'll pour, like, wine into, like, the, you know, the, the pasta. pasta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> bang energy. You cook yeah. off the bang energy. <laughs> yeah, you cook with it. Yeah. You just cook with it. A lot of creative Five Five meals of bang energy that you could make from home. Yeah. No, they, that would be good marketing. <laughs> Anyway, sometimes, uh, yeah, the but cra- the yeah, crazier but, the better yeah. on TikTok. But so. YouTube, I mean, you're posting in an insane amount. What is your team? Every day. Yeah, what does your team yeah. look like right now? Um, so the people that are kind of around me in person every day, it's really only it's really only two people. I have my camera guy that's there often, and then but I film all the TikToks myself. Okay. I, I will keep it that way. I just like it, and I can stay in the zone. Yeah. I have, a, I have a you know an in-person assistant who's full time. She helps run a lot of social media. Super creative, so that's it's awesome because you know I can have someone to kind of have a we bounce ideas off each other and think of some great I- concepts now for videos. And then I would say the the overall team is. I mean, it's you know I don't it's all relative, but it's getting fairly large now. You know, I have a I have a head of, have a head of operations. Um, I have management through UTA, so I've got the agent. I've got you know kind of a team there. And then, um, and then, you know, UTA under that whole umbrella, you also have, you know, if you want to do stuff with publishing or TV or that stuff, we're having chats with that kind of stuff now. Um, and then of course the more standard stuff like lawyer, I have a guy who just does thumbnails for YouTube, a couple editors, three editors or so. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, but you don't need thumbnails on those. Oh, so now you're on my, you're you're on my team now with outsourcing thumbnails. Yeah. I mean, I can't make the the thumbnails myself. you have to you have to get people yeah yeah so so when you make a yeah. so when you come up with the video idea is that you are you coming well, up with the idea depends i mean sure sometimes yeah i mean literally i'm in the shower and i think of an idea and i just top out and write it on my notes on my phone i have a long long list in my phone of just i have separate i have, I have short form ideas and i have long form ideas yeah and um and yeah and can then you read off times, a couple of ideas you want to hear some yeah some unreleased ideas yeah, yeah. let's see all right. right. Yeah. Also, how much do you pay per thumbnail? Do you know? Thirty bucks. Really? Yeah. And then once in a while, I wow. give the guy a bonus, and like you don't give him a fifty dollar bonus, and you made his his week. Is um, it a VA? Um, he's from the Philippines. Yeah. Super nice yeah. guy. The thumbnails aren't. He I mean, I'm calls me thumbnails sir, right? though, and I'm like, you don't have oh, to call yeah. me that. Is he? F- you're full time. No, no. So he has multiple clients. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too for the thumbnails. 
does he tell you to do a pose or like do this pose or you just do the pose? Or you're just like, do whatever. Fuzzer. I just send him anything and he's pretty good. I mean, he does a great job. Um, you want some TikTok ideas or yeah. YouTube ideas? I want to uh, start with YouTube. A little bit of both. You yeah. want to hear YouTube ideas? Okay. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm always going through this list. Priority ideas. I want to do something in space. I want to go to a coffee farm in Costa Rica. I think that'd be oh, cool yeah. for people because everyone drinks coffee and yes. people don't know where it really, really it's from. Well, it's from bankrollcoffee.com. Exactly. I wanted to follow a ramen packet through a prison, but I don't think they're going to let me do Wait, what do you mean follow that. a ramen packet? Well, I know it's used as currency and people cook. People make like, there's a there's a cookbook I have at home that's a like a prison cookbook. Some guy, I think, who was in jail wrote a cookbook on a bunch of the recipes yeah. that they would make. And I just think it'd be a really interesting thing to like see the mm-hmm. ramen is supposed to be a, yeah. a really big currency in, in prison. Yeah. And I think that's a super Apparently people have been using that as a weapon. Ramen? Yeah, you can, yes. you can turn it into a yes. shank. So yeah. I started watching this channel. It's called Soft White Underbelly. Oh, I love that channel. Yes. I love yes. that channel. One picture came up on my, so get this. So I, I was scrolling my homepage and I saw this black and white picture. I forget what it was. But this person looked like so sad in this thumbnail. I'm like, what is this? And I clicked it, and it's this interview. And I started watching and be like, oh, my God, this is a really interesting story. It's like a heartfelt story. And then after I watched that video, it's just every other video now is just like. Software underbelly? Software underbelly. There, and the I, dude is posting yeah. like every day. I'm obsessed with that channel. Me too. Yeah. But I learned from that there was a guy in jail, and he was telling how a ramen could be used as a weapon. Mm. And without going into too much detail here, uh, they could basically shape the ramen to whatever they want it to be. It's bad. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I try to stay away from that side of it, but. Yeah, no. I don't know. I, I would say maybe pass on that idea. Yeah, I'll stay away yeah. from that for now. Um, for now. <laughs> crazy ideas on the TikTok front. I mean, I want to make Wagyu nuggets. Who wouldn't like that? Love that. Right? Um, uh, I'm definitely going to make some ostrich egg pasta soon. Um, I want to turn an orange a large orange. You know the, the, the little mandarin orange cups mm-hmm. that are all perfectly yeah, like yeah. smooth shaved oranges yeah. or whatever? I want to turn a whole orange into that. You know mm. what I mean? I think that you have to cool. use lye, which is potentially kind yeah. of dangerous if you're mm. breathing it in, but I want to do that. I feel okay. like that would be so cool. That would be like cool. Like a full-size mandarin orange cup. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. You don't like that idea. Do you know what I'm talking? I, about? I, I'm confused. Yeah, you could no. You know, I know those things. Like, yeah, little, hey, you guys have seen these things before. I'm gonna make one, something like that, and then you go and yeah, like, like with get no pith on it. The little oranges that are the and it has the seal on the oranges. You you open yeah, it up. Yeah. It's got the. It's in the juice. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I want to turn a whole big orange okay. like that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I get I, it. I, I get just it. think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I like that. Right. You're not eating any of the strings or any of that stuff. Yeah. It's a little different. Okay. It would be interesting if you homemade a bunch of stuff like an Oreo. And you like could actually yeah. make an Oreo. That'd be kind yeah. of interesting. Oh, oh yeah. this is one last yeah. one I'll give you. Grilled cheese balls. I want to make grilled cheese balls where it's the it's a it's a sort of a, a ball, right? And inside is the t- the the tomato <laughs> soup you inject it inside the ball. I just feel like that'd be delicious. Wow. It's like a risotto ball. Well, I feel like just if why don't you have your own frozen <laughs> food line? Like why not just come up with a food and sell it that people could know. buy in store? You don't know. I don't gotta know. I do this. About it. Have you met Joshua Weissman? No, no, I've never, I've never talked to him actually. Really? Never. Yeah. You guys, I feel like, are just like, just not in the same network. Yeah. And how how have you not spoken? Because I've spoken with every other person in like finance. I feel like in food, I've spoken to to pretty much every other person in food. Why not? I don't know. I I don't know. Not sure. 
I really don't know. If you guys teamed up on a video, that would that would be like the video that would break. I would the love to. I think so too. I would love to. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I was actually talking about this this morning. I, I made yeah. a video with um with Cody Co this morning. Yeah. And um and and we were talking about that because he's good friends with Josh too. Yeah. Never talked to Josh. I don't know. Yeah. Oh wow. What'd you do with Cody? We made um we made Chick fil A. We took Chick fil A. We threw yeah. the buns away. We made waffle waffles for buns mini waffles for the chicken yeah. and then we mixed a bunch of maple syrup into the chick-fil-a sauce and put that on there it was really good wow that yeah, was good yeah i've seen a few of cody's videos where he's done yeah. them with josh is he into he must be into cooking yeah i think, think he likes yeah. to cook yeah cool yeah he yeah um i think he does yeah we mean it was pretty tasty i think chick-fil-a might should start serving it so i'm curious how does your income break down in terms of like where you where you make money youtube yeah. tiktok brand deals yeah, so happen? like I said, TikTok is you know close to nothing, right? Um, YouTube is a big is a big percentage now. I feel like I feel like YouTube has got to be. I feel like YouTube has got to be ninety percent of of the money I make now, mm -hmm. right? Maybe TikTok and Osmo, my sole company. I don't we don't take anything from that, so that's you know that's growing on on the side, but I'm kind of letting that do its thing. And then yeah, we're really talking YouTube. I would say a 50-50 split between the monthly ad revenue and then the brand deals on there. So it's all it's yeah. all YouTube. So what sort of brand deals do you get? I have some I actually have cool partners. My favorite uh you know or at least one of my favorite that I've worked with uh, over the past year a lot was was Nutella or Ferrero as kind of the bigger brand. What? Pretty cool. People freaked out when how they did, saw that. Wait a second. So how do they reach out to you? What was like your reaction? Oftentimes you think of brand deals as like, ah oh man, like I'm posting this thing. Everyone's going to be mad at me for doing a brand deal because it ruins, you know, it interrupts yeah, yeah. the video. Yeah. With this, people are freaking out. They're like, this is my childhood favorite thing ever. Still my favorite thing ever. Nick's doing a thing with it. It's like my, my dreams yeah. have come true. Um, but I did something for, for Kinder first, which is that I think European brand that they're yeah. trying to bring to the U.S. And then after that, I got, you know, I did something with, um, with Nutella and they were doing a big partnership with No Kid Hungry during the holidays. So. We did something really cool there. So that's, I mean, that's a dream partner if you could ever have yeah. one, right? Were you stressed doing that one? Crazy. No, I loved it. Really? I made I made Nutella churros. Really good. Pumped the middle of the churros with Nutella, filled them all up. It was great. How long did it take to make, I'm assuming that was a 60 second video? Um, That was a, a YouTube whole, like video. That's the whole video. video. But, the but whole it, video is a sponsor, but but yeah. the way it's right, right. But the, like, the, oh. the entire video was sixty. It was a short, right? No, no, no it, was it was a video. Yeah, it was a long form YouTube video. It probably. Was oh, okay. A, it was probably a. It was probably a eight minute. Eight YouTube minute video. video. How long yeah. did it take to produce that eight minute video? A couple hours. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just made churros. Probably two and a half, three hours. Yeah. How do you keep coming up with ideas? Um, it's hard. I mean, yeah. I I take full days now. I never used to have to do this because I had so many ideas, yeah. but I take full days now just to strategize and just to really kind of hone in on the ideas. But, and then the, the other kind of cool thing is, I mean, I'm going to start a fully new channel on just cocktails and I have a giant list. I mean, those ideas are even cooler. Cocktails? cocktails? Yeah. I'm worried that you, you combine alcohol with YouTube and they're less likely to... You, I mean, some of the people I see on there that are doing cocktails are getting crazy Really? Views. I've seen, what was the, that? The Educated Barfly was the one guy that I've... That I watched. I'm going to call this channel Tipsy Nick. Oh, yes. Kind of okay, yeah. I've seen Tipsy Bartender. Yes. Um, and But I have, I mean, I, I have a lot of really fun drinks for that. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff yeah. you can do with alcohol, too. You can you can take a, 
you can take i mean you can take a a a, a wedge of a you know whatever orange mm-hmm. and you can kind of bend it backwards and and pump spritz. it and yeah. it shoots all the spritz yeah. and if you put a lighter under it it just does a huge and there's a lot of cool cocktail tricks mm-hmm. and so do you I'm, not I'm worry though that like that. alcohol with an audience who might be maybe younger or in issues with advertisers or is this purely no, just like a new passion channel. new totally channel totally new channel totally new audience I, I i think legally i have to make clear at least on some platforms that it's 21 plus yeah and so this the the idea here is find a totally new audience and 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 you know dive into a more like a new creative realm i'm excited that's neat. Yeah, Why cool. don't you come out with your own food? I feel like this is like the, like the really... little bagel bites of some sort. Yeah. like Chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good idea, actually. Nick's nuggets. Yeah, I mean, didn't Danny Duncan <laughs> come out with... Didn't Danny Duncan come, come out with nuggets, though? Did he? I'm not sure. I thought would he you did. buy him? Danny Duncan. No, my nuggets? Nick's nuggets? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Nick's, I would, Nick's I would nuggets. It. But the problem yeah. is then it ties it to you too much. I know. I wouldn't call it Nick's yeah. nuggets. I, I'm yeah. actually a, like a big fan of not <laughs> nuggets, putting my name yeah. in all the stuff that I you do. You could call it Kicked in the Nuggets. Kicked in, kicked in the Nuggets. <laughs> uh, I would say your Osmo Salt, the branding, is incredible. Yeah. You Thank make you. it look oh, so, so good. So that was the connection, but Noel, yeah. who does Bankroll Coffee, now for sale at bankrollcoffee.com, also does mm-hmm. your salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who made the connection, which I think is really neat. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. How do you yeah. reach out to you? I don't remember. I think it was just a cold email. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Did he uh get your address and then send a bunch of like salt for you to try? Definitely. Definitely. Did? Yeah, I got yeah. Well, I, g- I gave him my address and he sent oh. it. And I'm really picky about the salt. And and he would laugh about this, but the first yeah. time he sent me salt, I was I wasn't mean, but I was pretty intense about the yeah. fact that it was not good salt. And I was like, I'm not selling this. And then, because I, I always want to stick to the fact it's easier said than done. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you get a big brand deal offer or whatever, but I always try to stick to just, I'm not going to promote it or, or do anything with it unless I actually like it and use it. And, and that's true for the salt. It's really good salt. But I was pretty intense at him at the start. And I almost didn't really do anything with it. I'm glad I did. Yeah. But just you know, the samples we got early on were not as, they weren't that great. They weren't up to par. Now they're fantastic. Okay. But. And you were telling me that you were considering raising. Could you, could you tell us a little yeah. bit about the salt business? And and you were you were saying something about the Salt Bay. Yeah, yeah. You got some beef oh, that Salt Bay. To yeah, salt, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, so yeah. for the salt, for raising yeah. the salt. I mean, again, so this is after about six months. We're raising now um, a little bit of money to just bring a bunch of people on board to try to really blow it up. The whole goal is to is to shake up the salt game, right? Just yeah. kind of make make it new. You like that? <laughs> shake up the salt I like game. That, yeah. Shaking up the like salt game. Up. But yeah. like, what are the um, margins? Because you've been selling now. Like, how much? How much do you make if someone buys salt? I mean, there are premium salts, right? Yeah, so sure. I think even the cheapest one on the website is like thirteen ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, as you know, right? Noel runs the kind of back right. end of it, and I just my job is to make sure they're really good salts, and then just get excited about get people excited about right. it. But um, I mean, the margins are great. I think the margins are really good on a powder or salt or anything like I that. Should have salt, salt. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the coffee versus the salt. But, um, but uh, yeah. No, it's great. It's nice to have the margin built in too, where you can send it to people, let them try, it, get feedback, get you know, get it out yeah. there more. So it's really great. And Salt Bay is a different story. So tell us about this. I just I don't know why I just don't. I'm you not don't like a, him. I really don't like him. Yeah. Have you ever he just seen kind of bothers him? Me. No. I've never know. seen him. No, he's in he's in Vegas right now. Yes, I know. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you? Gonna... I could go see him tonight if I wanted to. If you go to if you go and you order the gold steak, I think he comes out with it right now. How much is the gold steak? 
it's it's crazy so it's different in every yeah. restaurant yeah but i mean like you can one of them like 2500 bucks sometimes no. for like a steak that's on that plate what's yeah. the cheapest thing you can get so he goes to uh, your oh it's probably it can't be cheaper than 800 or 800 dollars what's, what's the restaurant called nusret new n-u-s-r-e-t it's 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 um it's just not good um you know what the thing is? The servers are the nicest people ever. Uh-huh. He gets, I got to give the guy credit. He gives, he gets really great staff. I just think the stuff he does is just a little bit odd. Like with the, he's like dry humping the table and like all that <laughs> stuff. I, you don't think that's a little weird? To play devil's advocate, you do have some, you know, sexual humor I, in your, like the, oh, I see I, but, here. so I found the prices. Okay. So if you go to the website here, Salt Bay Golden Tomahawk, $1,100. Yeah. I, I, cause I cook with Wagyu a lot and I'll get people that come up on the street to say hi, and they ask me if I'm the Wagyu guy, which goes to say, like, I cook a lot of Wagyu. So I know the price of this stuff, and I, yeah. I order lots of it, and I get lots of it. And that's the other thing when you dive really into the kind of food world and cooking is, like, you know how much things cost. And when you go to a restaurant, you know if you're getting ripped off or not, or how, let's say, how badly you're getting ripped off. Yeah. And this place is the worst of the worst. So what's the biggest criticism you don't like Salt Bay? Oh, here's the thing. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't really have anything that I can totally lay out and pinpoint on the guy. In fact, he probably is a really nice guy. Yeah. I just, it, something about, something about him, you know, I, I watched the videos. He's, I, I, the, the really, you know, excessively high prices because mm-hmm. frankly, that's that, that gold leaf to, to cover that stuff in, um, you can buy, you can buy 10 sheets or 15 sheets of gold leaf for $23, $25. Mm-hmm. So, and that's all it takes to cover a steak like that. So, just goes to show you, like, they are, you can look at the normal price of the Tomahawk. Yeah, but see, I look at that, I'm not paying for the gold, I'm paying for him to come to the table and do do that, you know? I guess, yeah, but why do you, you want that? It's a touch, all the salt's touching his elbow and Do you think he keeps his elbow really clean? No. (laughs) You don't think so? It adds flavor. See, that's the thing I was kind of curious about. I'm like, does he constantly have to clean that? Because if he doesn't, that's kind of he gross. does. And he's probably got and he has hair too. No, he hair. has yeah, he has hair. And I, I see sometimes the flakes get caught in his hair. On yeah, his but arm. would you not use that as an opportunity to call him out and then post that on YouTube? Yeah, be I like, mean, I think he would recognize. Imagine, him? I think I'm probably on his team's radar yeah. by now. Yeah, so imagine yeah. you because we made a couple of videos and we've had. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten pretty solid views on the these long YouTube videos and. Let's put it this way: the second time I ever went to into one of his restaurants, it was a, like a different place. Um, they came, they came over right away, and they they like knew they knew our, our who they knew what we were doing, yeah. right? They knew who we were, and um, we were really polite to them. Like they laughed about it. I I said, "Listen, guys, I hope you know that I'm giving your boss a hard time, but it's not nothing against you." And they all laughed, and they just wanted us to have a good time. So, I think we're probably on his radar, um, but, but we're getting his place publicity. But, yeah. Right? You've never met him in person. Mm-mm. Imagine if you posted a video confronting, confronting Salt, Salt Bay. Bay. Just that's it. Confronting Salt Bay at his restaurant. I thought about doing it while in Vegas. Yes. I just, I just, um, I, I, it's a little awkward if he, I don't think he would know. I don't think he'd be like, oh, this is Nick. He's been making fun of me. He probably has absolutely you no know idea what, you should, what I do. You or, know what would be a banger video? I'm talking 10 million views. If when he comes with his salt, you give him your salt. Be like, can you put my salt? Oh, oh my god! I like that idea. Yeah. I actually took his. He has one communal restaurant salt shaker at the location in Boston. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big uh, 
Salt Bay mm-hmm. figurine with the hand like that, and yeah. there's a hole in the finger. Yeah. And I, I undid it when the, there weren't any servers. Yeah. And I poured it. was fresh. It was yeah. fresh, so sanitary. Fresh thing of Osmo, my, my salt, yeah. into the shaker. Close it up last time I was there. So he was actually <laughs> serving customers my salt the whole day, which is kind of funny, the, the rest of the day. So, you know, a small win right there. But, so what's your yeah. schedule like now? Because you're, you're saying, yeah, you're, I mean, you know, after this, you're going to go back to work. You're going to finish up some stuff. Yeah. What's a, what's a typical day like for you? That's a good question. How many hours? I, I film a lot. I still film a lot. Um, I wake up probably. I like my sleep. I do not function without probably eight and a half, nine hours of sleep. I know it sounds like a lot. Um, no, it sounds, sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just, there's no, no point in, in, you know, for me, there's no point in trying to get less because I do not function properly if I don't get that much. So I get my sleep. I probably go to bed at midnight, wake up at like eight thirty nine, and then I shoot straight to the studio. So I have a studio, um, three minutes, four minutes away from Harvard campus actually. So mm-hmm. it's in a good spot. Yeah. And, um, and I, 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 I go to the studio, I film from usually 10 AM to probably, probably three thirty four PM. And, um, and then I usually have four thirty five until I'm usually on the phone or working till at least 10 PM every night. It's, it's always a long day. Um, so yeah, I would say I work consistently, consistently, probably 12 to 14 hour days, probably. How many days a week? Five. And sometimes I'll take a Sunday to go film nice. the studio to catch up. Yeah. What That's about your, that your good old girlfriend? Work ethic. My girlfriend? Yeah. She does investment banking, so she works oh, She's gone 80 hours, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she works more hours than I do. It's kind of nice, though, because I don't feel crazy about working the amount that I do, because even, I mean, even, even... The 12 to 14 hour days, you don't really have much extra time to do like much else. Yeah. It's crazy. So how so. do you have a relationship when she works 70 to 80 hours a week and you're working your schedule? How do you find time for each other? How long have you guys been together for? Three over a little over three years. Okay. I mean, uh, we're both just, I mean, we're both young or kind of just on the move right now, you mm-hmm. know, so it kind of works pretty well in that yeah. sense. But, um, and we have a puppy and we have a hamster. So things are just, yeah. you know. There's a lot going on, but you have know. you ever found it challenging though with the schedules? Because your schedule of working like this, I mean, you guys got together before things yeah, we met in crazy. College. Yeah, we met in college. She she was yeah. on the volleyball team. I think we met in the gym or something, and then, um, you know, the rest was history. Well, I met her a week before I left to MasterChef, mm. so no one at school yet had a, a clue that I was going to go do that, yeah. which is kind of fun. And then I left for like three and a half months. She thought you back. ghosted her. Yeah, no. A lot of people did. You there? Did, you, did you not tell her? No, no, her I told, but a lot of people thought I was ghosting them. One of my best friends, actually, from from years ago that I hadn't kept in super close touch with, but that I I ended up living with him after college. He he said he invited me to a Patriots game. He said he asked me to come to a Red Sox game. He's like, I didn't hear back from him. He said he invited me to his birthday party on my phone, so I felt bad. He was like, I think wouldn't he you contact your parents or yeah, something? Yeah, what's going on with Nick? Why? Didn't you give your phone to like your parents and I be mean, like, just respond back who to people? Think someone's them? gone, right? Don't you don't you agree? Like, you know what I mean? If I, if I didn't hear from a close friend for three months, I, I would be I would find a way. I'd show yeah, up at their I house. Not, be he just thought I just had written him off. But again, I hadn't I hadn't kept in touch. If it would have been one of my roommates or something, they were yeah, freaked yeah. out. Um, but yeah, no, Man, I just mean, don't pay rent for three months. Just gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's crazy to to leave for that long, but. It's, yeah. it's it was kind of nice. 
but you but you guys don't have any challenges with like the work schedule or anything like maintaining a relationship while working this no it's actually okay. it's nice it's it's good cool. um just both working that much and 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 seeing how many hours she has to work um the worst stretch of time was like 5 a.m till till 5 a.m till maybe five so, so sorry she would wake up at like maybe 8 9 a.m and then work till 5 a.m every morning for two weeks straight that was the worst period that i saw in yeah. her why don't you want to go into investment banking i have no idea money no she's not like that really? she's not like no 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 why no. then why go into it I, I feel like everyone goes into investment banking because they just think i at best money no i, I think know? i mean yes i think a lot of people yeah. do i think she i think she just wants to do this sort of venture capital type stuff and if to do that theoretically you really need to put in those hard years of yeah. like i got beat up and i and i handled yeah. it and i you know came out the other end in one piece type thing yeah I think that's what it is. You got to be really strong to to do that for investment banking. It'd be pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. YouTube is obviously a grind. Everyone thinks mm-hmm. that the stuff that we do for, let's say, the social media world is just sort of a walk in the park. It's yeah. really stressful. It's intense. Yeah, it is. It's hard. So the first, I would say, the first three years, or that's the golden era. So you got a, you got another two years to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm milking it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm working a yeah. lot, and I'm, but, and I'm having fun. But it's tiring. Oh, oh! Uh, here's a good question: how much, how much of that are you saving or spending? Oh man, I had some, I had some big spending months towards the end of December. Not, I don't buy, I don't buy fancy, crazy stuff. I'm really not. You have a nice car? That's the only thing I have. Oh, yeah, I have a nice car. What is it? I do. I have a Tesla. I mean, oh, okay. A Model oh, S. I'm not or... like I didn't buy like a Ferrari or anything like a that. A Model S or which... I actually just traded a Model Three for the. For, I just traded a Model Three for the Model X Plaid. To, to be over six thousand pounds for the right wow off. you got the model x plaid yeah. with the, the new redesigned one yeah. oh i want to see that it's a cool car wow is that what you drove here no 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 i'm because okay. I'm, I'm from boston but oh it, man i wanted to, i was hoping it was parked out because i wanted oh, to see no. the new like the new design on the interior it's a badass car oh, and, and that's a good question because that's the that's the one kind of nice thing i look you know i don't pay anything crazy for my monthly rent for my apartment i pay the same as i think everyone else does in boston um I spend the all same the same $20,000 a month. Exactly. <laughs> I spend all the money on, on, I really do on, 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 on the team. I spend, I spend a lot on food and eating at restaurants mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff too, which I, I see as, you know, I'm not going, I'm not going to buy the gold steak at Salt Bay's unless it's for a video, yeah. but I'm, I'm, um, I, I, I would say I save, I would say I save about realistically about Fifty percent of of it, maybe a little bit more, maybe fifty five, sixty percent of of okay. what comes in, which is I don't know if that's good or bad. You 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 obviously would, but yeah, it, it's it seems like there, there's high expenses because your Very. income is so good, super but high expenses. Where's the money going? How? I mean, just, I, the team's getting pretty big now, yeah. so the editor makes a lot of money, okay. um, and and you know the operations person, the assistant, all that stuff. I I I am of the mindset that I should be you know paying everyone on the highest range that I can't really can be right for like what they should be making. And then I give people nice bonuses and that kind of stuff too. Um, and then, and then, you know, I'm buying a lot of crazy ingredients. That stuff is expensive, mm. right? The, the $3,000 parm wheel, like Wagyu, there's just all your accountant must love this. It's crazy. How I mean, is, I bet your taxes last year were, who does your taxes? Yeah. How do they do that? And the same guy that does, I think, Mr. Beast stuff. So oh, he he's well versed wow. in the YouTube world, which is good. But things probably get a little wild. I mean, I was spending a lot of money in November, December, 
last year. It was crazy. But I was also making a lot of videos and doing a lot of crazy stuff in the videos. So, And how are you like saving your money? Are you investing it or are you just holding it? I invest almost all my money for better or for worse in, um, in Tesla. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Almost all how long have you been doing that for? Since I was, since I probably started high school. Are yeah. you serious? Maybe a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. How many years has this been now? Um, you started high school. 10? Maybe before that even. Maybe like, because I, I remember, I think I made $5,000. What year is either, it? Yeah. I think I made $5,000 my freshman year of high school in the summer. And I put all of that into Tesla. And then I've just What been, year was that? Give us a year. I graduated high school. I graduated college 2019, high school 2015. So let's say 20. 2011, maybe. Yeah. 2011 Tesla would have been, I don't know, $20 a share, right? I don't remember. Yeah, it was, but yeah, Might have it's been a split. More. No, but well, yeah. it's a split now. So, like, I, I was just gonna always tell you, because everyone's going to be curious about this. Let me take a look at this. Guess how much Tesla was in 2011, Jack? Oh, um, I don't know. I actually have 50 no bucks a share. Is it a hundred something? $4.46. I don't think I got in that low. Yes, but you did because it's the split. You're forgetting about the split. Okay. So, so it would be four times five, so $20. That yeah. would have been the price back then, but then it split. So then you got that five sounds, to one. That sounds right. So you bought in at $4. Now, that means that on those early investments, you got like a 20,000% return. Yeah, I probably made a lot on those early ones, but I didn't put all 5,000 in. But yeah, I put, I, 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 um, I put pretty much all of that in there probably. I messed around yeah. at some points, by the way. Like I yeah. would like try to play, you know, I would try to be all fancy with it and um and definitely got burned a couple times doing that. But um I met this guy who who had been um I think employee number between four and seven at Tesla and he built the first one long time ago. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. I randomly met him one summer and um and after that I was like all in on it. And, and I also really was into environmental science, always ha- always have been, climate change, all that stuff. So I've, I'm a big fan of it. So yeah, I, I um, and then not long after that, I met some guy who is his whole life, he's he was some I don't know MIT, MIT professor, hotshot or something. He's his whole life has supposedly just invested in Apple, no matter like everything, always Apple. So I was like, okay, maybe it's not the dumbest strategy ever. So it's not very diversified, yeah. but I put it all in Tesla still. Wow. Still, yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, I think I do a pretty good job of trying to save the money, but I also, you know, I'm not scared to just put it into content and hope that, you know, with calculated um, guesses, hope that it pays off. You know, I've had videos that haven't paid off and haven't worked, but in general, I think they do pretty well. So um, based on the investment. So, yeah. Wow. What questions do you have for us? We could always flip the script if you have any questions. How stupid is it to put all my money in Tesla? Uh, Out of one one of the ten, stupid. I mean, the thing is, I would say it's it's not the best choice. But since you make a decent amount of money, and your expenses are kind of like relative to how much money you make, and you live frugally, I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, even if Tesla were to drop eighty percent, you would be fine. You know. Wouldn't be and, ideal, and you're and you're young enough where well, I mean, it would be a big deal, but you would be okay. It's not like you know you're going to lose your house or you're going to be on the street. Like you're you're making enough that what you make will offset any bad investments. So as long as you don't screw up the income, like you'll be fine. If it were me, you've already kind of won the game on that. 
and I would probably take half and do a broad index fund and just 50-50 it. That yeah. way you're still 50% in Tesla, 50% diversified, but that, that other 50% is like that's your foundation. Yeah. And no matter what happens to anything else, like you got that 50% just locked away. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. The, 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 the interesting and kind of scary part of social media, I don't know, I don't know if you ever have this feeling, uh, the sort of that feeling that, that at any point in time, everyone that's watching all your stuff could just sort of go yes. away. Uh, that's right? every day for me. Everybody yeah. has that feeling. Yeah. And, 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 and at some point, you know, things may fizzle off and it's probably a scary thing if, if, and when it does, but, but the hardest part sort of in my mind is always like, all right, I'm, 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 I should be continuing to build out this team and I am, but you know, what if that thing happens? What if that day happens and then I don't have the money coming in to pay that team all of a sudden or something like that? It's always a question in my mind, right? Yeah. But that's why you're living frugally and saving. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I do have that sort of that thing on the side as a. Backup, yeah. But right? financially, I mean, as long as you save that 50% in like a, an index fund, you're, you're going to be less concerned about if people stop watching you, at least financially. Yeah. Because then you'll be like, well, I, I've saved the majority of it. Uh, my, my whole philosophy is just take it like month by month uh, or even year by year sometimes and just be like, you know, whatever happens, happens. But at least you've, you've, um, you, you know, you did, you did your best. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You no, saved like, it all. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to save, but again, I put a lot of it into the to the videos and into the team and to all the stuff that we're doing. So, you know, there's months where I look back and I'm like, I spent way too much money this month. But I look back on what we did yeah. and what I spent it what on. Are the, what are the expenses like, just on a on a normal month? Would you say like clearly food and fifty I mean, grand? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. been months where yeah, I mean, there's been months where if we've traveled and if I buy all these crazy ingredients and like we're doing renovations on the studio, I mean, like doing home renovation type things is crazy. Yeah. Like I got a twenty two thousand dollar bill the other day for yeah. that. It's insane. So yeah, it just it fluctuates a lot. I would say it fluctuates a lot, but okay. yeah, it can be it can be pretty solid. Do you consider yourself more of an influencer or a chef? That's a really good question. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> And that's it. It's an interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> Never thought of it like that. Good question. Um, I mean, this is sort of a, a silly way maybe to answer the question, but I like to think of myself as someone who, 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 you know, influences people to cook, to cook more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's honestly about finding that kind of fine line between, you know, making making legit enough recipes that you, you know that the actual chefs out there, you know, who are let's say actual chefs cooking in a restaurant every day, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, aren't you know aren't laughing too much at you and and, and um, have some respect for what you're doing. And then at the same time, the other side of it is like, again, trying to play that influencer side of things where you're getting enough views to make this whole thing work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if I put out a really boring video of me making, uh, you know, potato soup, no one's going to really watch it because it's not that exciting. But if I have that sexy Parmesan wheel that I, you know, crack open a lobster and, and make a lobster risotto inside or something, right, then suddenly you got a lot of people watching. So it, so that's a long way of saying I feel like I feel like I try to ride the line between both of those things and make sure that I'm not going too far onto either side, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's any animosity between like chefs that yeah. are like in the trenches in oh, the kitchen, you know, definitely always the, going to be and the yeah. influencer chefs, you yeah. know, like how they don't respect you guys. There have to be, 
at the same time though, I feel like there's a point in time where there's sort of an inflection point. And a lot of those chefs that I thought would have that kind of animosity really like and respect what I'm doing, at least to my face. I, I hope that that's how they really feel. But, um, you know, their kids are watching some of the videos and maybe trying to, you know, ask to cook more a little bit mm -hmm. because of it, hopefully. Um, so I, I think actually I, I saw an inflection point where I kind of felt like, oh, they're all going to be looking at me and, and, you know, mad at what I'm doing just because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not supposed to throw the knife into the cutting board because it's ruining the tip of the knife and they're all probably just, right? But in reality, actually, I've had a pretty good response from all the super legit, you know, restaurant trained chefs that I know. So, um, and I also worked in three or four restaurants to get that that yeah. more rigorous training mm -hmm. just so I could have that side of everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think I've hopefully done a good job of trying to think of it from a broad perspective and not piss anyone off along the way too much. And when you do go to restaurants, do you find yourself like studying the food and like looking into it and maybe decoding how they made it? Or do you just kind of sit it and eat and enjoy it as an old person? No, I mean, I can see themes in any menu. Like, you know, if, if, um, oftentimes if, um, uh, if you look carefully at a menu, you'll see, I mean, unless it's the cheesecake factor or something that has a giant there, it's all frozen and all that stuff. And it's, a, it is the cheesecake factor. Yeah. Yeah. Graham's like, all right, no. selling all my stock. Are you serious? Cheesecake factory. You yeah, got a lot of cheesecake factory stuff. have some special oven. They put every single thing in. Really? Do you know that for a fact? No, I know that. Yeah, it's frozen. You should look it up, but it's frozen. Oh. Yeah. I love the him specifically, though. I that love the cheesecake yeah. factory. I got the miso salmon, and that was one of like, my favorite things. Probably frozen miso salmon. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of fish is flash frozen, but. Yeah. Well, either way, um. Oh. No, because you always see you always, <laughs> no, no, because you always see the chefs in the back with the big flame. Dude. And no, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple. It's just a flamethrower, dude. Yeah. He's just, it's all for show. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think in a restaurant that big with probably not a ridiculously sized kitchen staff, mm. they can put out that many food items quickly if a lot of it's not frozen? I don't know. I just thought the high turnover, like enough people order the lemon chicken that they just kind of, no? No. Frozen. But, oh. um... Yeah, um, I, 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 so I see themes in menus. Like for instance, there, there, you know, there may be a, there may be a, um, it's really easy with a sushi restaurant, for example, because you know they can take an entire tuna, let's say, and break it down, and you know a spicy tuna roll, mm -hmm. that's um, when they scrape off those last kind of parts between the between the um, between the skeleton right of the mm -hmm. fish in the middle. Um, that filet, when you're getting between the bones, that's when you scrape off all the stuff and that mushy bit, you can't serve that on a nice piece of nigiri no. or anything. So that's a spicy, that's where you get spicy tuna, wow. spicy salmon, it's all mushed in and they can add extra stuff in there and you don't really know. So they repurpose all the different things. So I can see that theme in menus where I'm like, oh, okay, like I see they use some of the lobster, they use the lobster stock in this in this mm. piece of the whole menu yeah, and then yeah. they have this here and this here. But And then the lobster <laughs> roll has like that nice, you know, you know, they might take the nice claw piece for the top of a lobster pasta and then they might take the chopped up bits for the lobster rolls and then they might take the last part for, right? So there's some interesting stuff like that, but I'm not picky. And I'm not, I never go to a restaurant and make fun of it or anything like that. Do you strategically order when you go to restaurants? For example, like if you're ordering in like the Midwest, you know, maybe totally. you're not ordering like some fish yeah, or something like, like that. I or... won't get oysters if it's not at some good seafood mm. place, but maybe by the water and I know mm -hmm. they're fresh and same with like, I'm not going to order meat at a, you know, at a restaurant and on the water in Seattle. 
Yeah. You know? And you have a go-to for order? food? Yeah, order. Uh, my favorite food uh, my favorite food is rotisserie chicken. Um, I really? love rotisserie chickens. That's okay. It's so bland. What? Where are you getting the rotisserie chicken? Bonds? I don't even know what that is. The grocery Safeway? Store. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I know they're good at Costco, Whole Foods, and really, I, I love rotisserie chickens, but oh. I don't really have a go-to order. I'm very strategic with the menus. That's interesting. Yeah. Anytime I go anywhere that has a burger on the menu, that's what I order. Really? And I would love to expand my like, you know, interests and like all these other types of like. Definitely you know, a way to be strategic about it. Yeah. But it's just like, I know I like burgers. And so every time I go to a restaurant with a burger, yeah. I just get it. Yeah, that's fine. There's it's nothing wrong fair. with that. What's your favorite restaurant? Like ever? It, yeah. If, if someone wants to go to a restaurant in the U.S., it's like, this is the best place I've been to. Best place I've been to in the U.S. Besides Super Sushi here in Las Vegas. What's that? Oh, it's an all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah, it's really it's an all-you-can-eat yeah. sushi spot that we go to a it's lot. Awesome. Yeah. Um, my favorite restaurants are... are I, I, I wouldn't have one in particular. I'd have ones for different cuisines maybe, but the hole-in-the-wall type places. I, I went through a phase in my life where I liked the fancy places mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, man, I'm into food, so I want to go to the fine dining at the foam and all that fancy yeah. stuff. And now I, I really don't like those experiences. Okay. I'm not a fan. Um, they cost a lot. They take a long time. And a lot of it has started to get a little bit lost on me, but, but a really good, just whether it's a Thai place or a Peruvian place with just these nice ceviches and, you know, plantain chips to scoop them up with Peruvian place, whatever. Um, those are always my favorite. So, Mm. I mean, bring me like somewhere doesn't have to be fancy, but fresh and, and, um, I mean, yeah, fresh and maybe a little creative and, and just good, good food. I'm, I'm happy. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Jack? I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. Do you have any cool. other? Do you think there are more wheels in the world or more doors in the world? Oh, you're asking me this question. Yeah. I think I answered this yesterday. I think I said wheels. I think I said wheels. Okay. Okay. Wheels. Yeah. What's the correct answer? I don't know if there is one. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> wheels. And if uh, is if it you definitely think it's wheels, doors, though? then you're definitely well, wrong. Well, then why is there a debate? And why? Because people like to be wrong. Oh well, mm. that sounds like confidence. I don't think they're ever going to find the real answer to that question. Would you rather fight uh, one horse-sized <laughs> duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh, well, by the way, it was wheels. <laughs> My God. And there's not just like... A, a, but how do they know? Yeah. Somebody uh, does because some, what if I have like a thousand... Because uh, some website yeah. says? What if car, I just have a ton it, of oh, It's actually from a car insurance company. <clears throat> car insurance comparison super app. Jerry is here to end the debate. I think I'd probably fight the um, the big duck. Really? We can estimate there are many as thirty three billion doors in the world between uh, doors in the world between houses, apartment buildings, vehicles, cabinets, closets, and their compartments. Uh, but wheels, there are thirty seven billion. It's a lot of wheels. Yeah. yeah. He's you know I asked him the horse and duck yes. question. Yeah. He said he would rather fight the big no. duck. Isn't that weird? Gosh, that's strange. I'd be so scared of a that's bunch a, of mini horses. Though. Really? There's but a, I, it's a lot of them. Yeah, you can plow through them though. I don't know, you know about that. One big duck. That's actually if a fight. If they knocked you down, you're, you're done. <sighs> they somehow knocked you down. Yeah, they're not going to knock you down. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that said, have you got your free stock in public? No. Worth all the way up to $1,000 when you sign up using the link down below in the description with the good gram. And... You get your bankroll. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thank I you know. so much for coming on. We really appreciate <laughs> this. You, you made the drive out here. Really nice meeting you. Thank you guys. Smash the like button. 
Smack check them out yeah. down below. Check out Osmo Salt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It looks really good. I've never had it, but it looks amazing. Yes. Very good. Shout so. outs to Noel to make that yeah. uh, happen. Good work, Noel. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Thank Girl. you, guys. Thanks. Oh, and then before we forget, thumbnail. I'm going to take a thumbnail picture. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. What, what, what do we do? Just